Hello everybody, my name is Rick McCutcheon. I'm a Microsoft Dynamics Business Application MVP and I want to thank you for tuning in to Digital Adoption Talks. Today there are over 300,000 business professionals with digital adoption in their title on LinkedIn. On this show, along with my co-host Joachim Schiermacher, CEO of ClickLearn, we talk to some of the leading digital adoption experts in the Microsoft ecosystem. This week we are thrilled to be talking to Microsoft MVP AJ and Sari, who happens to be the Chief Operating Officer for DSWI, formerly known as Dynamic Southwest, and a board member for the Business Central User Group community. Good morning, gentlemen. Let's uh, start our conversation with an introduction. We'll go to uh, Joachim first. Well, my name is Joachim, as you uh, already stated, Rick. So I'm the CEO of ClickLearn. We are a digital adoption and training company. We have a single product uh, that we uh, deliver to the entire dynamic space. Uh, and uh, we are working closely with partners in making sure that the digital adoption opportunity uh, gets to as many clients as possible. Okay, thank you. And AJ, we're excited to have you today because you know, we've talked. You and I have talked online before about these types of subjects, and I know both of us, the user communities, are very, you know, close to our hearts and and what we do. So I think you're going to be a great guest. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me here, Rick. Um, my name is AJ Ansari. I think you've done a great job of introducing me, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll add a couple little bit to it. Um, besides my role at DSWI. Um, as you've mentioned, I, I am a big advocate for the uh, user group community. I've been involved with the user groups and with the uh, Dynamics 365 Business Central channel for uh, a very long time. I think I've been in the channel now going on 15 years and have been with the user group community since almost the very beginning. I've learned a lot from them in the beginning and I think now it's my turn to give back and that, that's what I see my role as. Um, I'm a Microsoft MVP uh, for Business Central. I think a lot of that is uh, a result of that uh, strong sense of evangelism I have for the product that is Business Central and uh, formerly Dynamics Nav. Um, uh, you know, besides uh, my time with uh, the, the user group, kind of over the course of the year that w where I participate in events, I also love talking at and presenting content at conferences. So you'll find me at uh, Directions and uh, in Days of Knowledge Nordic that's coming up in Denmark and, and all, you know, pretty much if it's got Business Central in the name, you're probably going to find me uh, with uh, some topic talking on it. Okay, great. Thank you, AJ. So let's, you know, kick off our conversation really talking about, you know, we're coming out of the last couple of years of this COVID pandemic and everybody, all of a sudden, you know, we're all working in our offices and we had to spread out quick. And we're seeing, you know, lots of new applications being quickly developed, especially in our world with things like Power Apps, to saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it now. So how did organizations cope with this rapid change? And did the user community get left behind? We're going to start with you, Joachim. Well, you know, I, I think that one of the really true outcomes of, of uh, the pandemic was that we saw an extreme increase in the amount of, of uh, digital transformations going on. And companies were really trying to get in front of that. And I think that the, the most uh, interesting outcome from my perspective is actually the idea of the composable enterprise where, where instead of having you know, monolithic uh, major systems uh, being rolled out that covered basically all the business capabilities, we saw uh, smaller solutions, best of breed solutions being packaged in and connected using APIs. And there's a very, very large increase. I, I recently read a, a survey by, by Okta 
where where we are now at at, a, at around a 40% increase in the number of applications deployed by any organization. Uh, and, and that goes for large organizations, around 175 apps on average being rolled out in large organizations. And I think the number is a little lower for smaller organizations, but still at a staggering 73 apps. And when you have, you know, when you have so much technology in front of you, you really need to start thinking about how do we adopt our users and also creates a uniqueness into each of these uh, uh, individual corporations. They're no longer just a dynamics uh, corporation. They have multiple technologies that are bound together, tightly together to deliver the package business capabilities. And that basically means that every single one of those will need to create unique user adoption uh, for, for each of their unique settings with different uh, pieces of Lego in different colors. Okay, and, and AJ, over the last couple of years, you know, this business central marketplace that you're heavily involved with is, is skyrocketing, right? And, you know, a lot of companies that had these siloed systems, especially on the ERP side, that might have been there for 25 years, right? Overnight, we're switching to, to cloud computing. What did you see with your customer base and, and, and what did you do to help them carry forward? Precisely that. I think kind of going back to what you're saying, Rick, uh, I think once we entered this COVID reality and businesses had to adopt very quickly, adopt and adapt very quickly to this changing landscape, I think one of the first things they had to uh, understand and appreciate was their users could not be in the office all the time, uh, which meant the systems that they had could not be on-premises systems. Uh, they had to be accessible from wherever they are. The systems had to be cloud-based, ubiquitous. And we kind of saw that adoption happening, kind of was going, you know, a, a steady increase. And then all of a sudden, I think it kind of skyrocketed. Conditions forced that to happen. Um, you know, as we, as we saw that, we saw an increase in uh, work, modern workplace tools like Microsoft Teams uh, coming into play in addition to Business Central because Teams had to communicate more effectively uh, with each other. And, you know, Teams and Zoom and the, and the types of solutions out there uh, similar to those gave businesses the opportunity to have people be in separate places but still be able to work together and, and collaborate and uh, you know, not lose that synergistic aspect. Within Business Central, I think having the ability to do all the things that you are doing within your business but from a computer or tablet or phone, wherever you are, uh, as long as you have a connection, I think that was a big plus. Uh, that was a big reason why we saw that uh, skyrocketing growth you talked about. You know, another aspect we also saw was for training. Um, you know, users training continues to be not just a uh, an endeavor, an effort for new customers that are being implemented. There's an ongoing effort uh, that is required to, to continue to sharpen that saw for people to be able to go back and reference training material, for them to be able to go back and and then seek help and find documentation. And I think we saw an increase in in use of digital training tools as well. Uh, we you know whether it's you know, something as simple as traditional online uh, manuals. Uh, I think people are referring to those a lot more because you can't lean over your shoulder and ask the guy or the girl sitting next to you um, or have partners on site with you all the time. And then we're also seeing some great tools, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, the likes of uh, what uh, Joachim's company is doing, right, with the ClickLearn. I think tools like that have also become uh, self-serve, self-help tools uh, that, that can allow people to be uh, you know, effective at your job and get the, the, the help and the training you need. So we're seeing uh, in all aspects, in all facets of businesses, uh, digital adoption is absolutely taking off. And I don't think this is one of those uh, trends that are going to reverse. Uh, certainly, I think it may not continue to increase at this, uh, you, know, uh, you know, just extreme uh, steep uh, slope. But I think we're going to see that the curve will continue to grow and it's, it's going to be that, that it's a one way street, I think. 
I really, we're not going to see a decline in, in cloud adoption. Oh, absolutely not. And, uh, you know, we think about how many applications are out there that are, you know, they're still sort of in that hybrid situation and you can't move everything. So I think we're going to see at least another decade of, uh, you know, getting these applications over. So what I find interesting around this whole conversation is I spent, you know, 20 years doing CRM projects. And as an MVP, most of the time, I wouldn't start a project. I tended to get dropped into a project when things kind of weren't going well. And we always know that user adoption was always a problem around CRM. And I'd always say, okay, let's kind of go through how you rolled this out in your plan. And it was always, you know, um, well-planned, you know, sometimes being, here's the design, here's what we need. We built the system. Now the systems go live and there's no other lines in the project plan, right? It's sort of like, you know, there may be one line called train the trainer, whatever train the trainer was. I wasn't quite sure that was, but it was just a line. And I think it was by default, almost every partner would drop that in because a lot of partners really didn't have training organizations attached to it. That's changed because with cloud, you know, we may have 187 items to get that rolled out. Now we're down to about 87 items to get that rolled out, right? The cloud's taking, um, you know, the complexity out of a lot of what we do, but our customers are saying, I need help with the whole thing. So let's talk now about partners and what are the, what are the role of the partner in digital adoption? And let's start with you, uh, AJ. Rick, that's a great question. Uh, I think we, we realized, uh, and probably most partners too, is uh, you know, we are not immune from the challenges that come with digital adoption. I think you might have heard this saying, the, uh, the cobbler's uh, children wear the, wear the torn and tattered shoes. Uh, I think we found that was the case for us as well. Uh, when our customers would typically ask us for training, I think we were very focused on giving uh, live instructor-led training and what we realized is in this new economy, we needed to have uh, repeatable uh, forms of training available to, uh, for our customers. So we could be in more places at once uh, so that our customers could, uh, could benefit from some of the knowledge that we were providing in a manner that was repeatable without having to schedule the same types of training sessions over and over again. What we also found is that because we do a lot of bespoke type of implementations, uh, we needed not just standard, adopt, standard documentation that is available from publishers like Microsoft uh, for Business Central, but we often needed documentation around some of the things that we were doing specifically for our customers. And so that meant, uh, again, in the past, that was recording videos and writing down all the things. And I think now we've, uh, we've, we've found ourselves not just uh, with the ability to, but with a need for uh, using the types of tools that allow us to do this more effectively. Uh, I think us and all partners, one of the things that we need to come to terms with, with is customers are going to become increasingly more self-dependent. And what I mean by that isn't that it's truly do-it-yourself crowd, but they are, going, they are seeking out solutions and tools that allow them to do, uh, to do the learning and to do, I guess, follow-up learning sessions or have reference tools uh, that allow, to, uh, allow them to benefit from knowledge that exists out there. People go to YouTube, people go to online uh, documentation and so on, more than they pick up the phone and call the partner like they used to do that. So we as partners, if we want to create some stickiness with our clients, need to be that source, that reference point that customers can go to and, and get this information. If my clients, uh, as a closing thought on this question, if my clients are going to YouTube and have to look at uh, information created by another partner, 
Um, there is a little bit of a risk of that relationship. Over time, they're going to be like, hey, those other partners are doing a much better job than these guys are. Should I maybe work with them? So we need to be there for our clients, leading with uh, the, the types of information that they need so that they keep coming to us and we continue to foster and strengthen that relationship. And I think that's where uh, the partners are, are going to you know, have to focus. That's our play in this uh, adoption journey. And, you know, I think there's a different expectation now with the customer um, that the partner's responsible not just for getting the technology up and running, you're responsible for getting my team up and running, like in using it. So, Joachim, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your perspective on the partner? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, when, when we look at this from, from the eras really of, of how we've traditionally delivered training, I mean, for a very long time, all we had was essentially the vendor training, and then that was backed up by some, you know, classroom trainings, uh, uh, typically with a partner. Uh, but that was sort of what, what you did in the training space. Now, the, when we, I, I have to come back to this composable enterprise uh, thought where, where, you know, ideally everything, uh, the, the uh, uh, infrastructure of each client will be like a fingerprint, completely unique for each client. And then, you know, it's very difficult to see the vendor actually uh, being able to deliver on that because they're only delivering on their own technology. They're not delivering it within the full landscape of the client. Now the client, on the other hand, they're struggling with the amount of applications that they're getting through. If you look at a large organization, 175 uh, apps uh, running, imagine that you did a training day for each of those. That's 175 days out of the office. It's not going to run in any way. Uh, so, so I think that the only one that's left to actually combine it that has the knowledge of the complete uniqueness of the, each client is the partner. And there's an enormous opportunity where the partner needs to come in now and deliver on that digital adoption. And they are the right people to do that because they are already delivering on the entire transformation phase. And we can now see partners that are taking this uh, serious and know that there is absolutely no digital transformation without digital adoption as well. So I think that the partners uh, are playing a vital role now, but nothing compared to what we're gonna see in the future. AJ, you wanna add anything to that? Well, I think I mentioned a couple of questions ago when you asked me that I think there's no, this is a one-way road. Uh, there is no coming back from this. Uh, I think the, uh, for, for any partner out there who's still struggling with, uh, with this, uh, understand that, uh, this, that the opportunity has not sailed past. Uh, I think there, you are probably not alone yet. But if you don't make any changes to the way you're doing business to help your customers, probably in the next three to five years, you are going to find yourself, uh, I think, well, well behind. Uh, you know, the, the, the trend in your, your, that is probably going to affect the way you do business and affect your business. So I think that is my, my call out to partners. Uh, if you haven't looked at digital adoption tools yet, whether, and it just starts from ER, deploying cloud-based ERP solutions to adopting better tools to help your customers, uh, I think, in, in across all, that whole spectrum, uh, you know, start thinking now. Uh, it's not too late yet, but it will be pretty soon. And if we call this person the modern partner, because LinkedIn uses this term for the modern seller around Sales Navigator, so I'll call this the modern partner. I think the modern partner needs to approach a, a new prospect or customer to say, here's how I'm going to help you with your planning and understanding what you need. Here's how I'm going to help you with your deployment. And here's how I'm going to help you with digital adoption, right? It's an ongoing, It's and it doesn't stop, right? you got 175 apps that are active over here. This is just not stopping. It is changing constantly and with the cloud it's not like we have a yearly upgrade you know every 
few weeks, we've got something changing on our desktop, especially, you know, if we got them using Teams. I come in here one day and there's four new apps in my Teams. What is this? So uh, I think it's complex for the user. It's, it's easier for the user, but it's more complex for the user. And, uh, you know, it's up to the partner, I think, really to be the hero here. Okay, so this has been a great conversation about sort of the partner's role. Why don't we, you know, end up with some closing remarks around Business Central, digital adoption, and the role of the partner. Uh, let's start with you, AJ. Well, I don't know that I have a lot more to add than I, than I, I did. I think on the last question, I tried to, you know, you know to tie it up nicely that you know, Business Central is a, I guess maybe from the perspective of, the way it's offered, it's offered on premises and it's offered in the cloud. And I think the on-premises offering continues to be there solely for certain industries that are either or industries or geographies where there is a legitimate challenge to uh, cloud adoption. Outside of those scenarios, I think uh, partners would be better served to lead with the, uh, the cloud version of Business Central. Um, I think customers increasingly uh, are asking for cloud-based solutions. Uh, very few customers now have, uh, I think, have a resistance to it. Uh, I think in, in both in terms of the availability and ease of access and in terms of ongoing cost of maintenance, I think for businesses, they find that cloud-based solutions are the more effective way to go. You move from licensing that was more a CapEx spend uh, to an OpEx spend because you have now subscription-based licensing that takes a, small, a much lighter, makes a much lighter impact on the, the uh, business's budget, allows them to scale up and down. So even from a financial uh, perspective, I think it is it is the more uh, sensible choice now to to adopt and move towards cloud solutions and to move in that direction. And then I think from a, a partner perspective, as I said before, the customers are demanding uh, more online self-use type of tools. When partners create these repeatable um, you know, uh, types of solutions that they pre-create and then the customer and multiple customers can benefit from it in a repeatable fashion, they can also uh, make a repeatable revenue stream from that. So from a business model for partners too, it's a profitable choice. This is not just a right thing to do because your partners are asking for it. It is also the profitable thing to do for your business. So, I, you know, I, I maybe uh, end with that. Okay, Joaquin? Yeah, well, uh, I completely agree, you know, from from uh, the perspective of the cloud being, uh, you know, the, probably the best uh, thing that's happened uh, uh, since fire. It's a uh, it's an amazing uh, thing because we are capable we're capable now of keeping clients current on uh, on uh, the software, meaning that you know low, better security models, uh, lower risk of, of uh, obviously hacker attacks, uh, things like that. But but also in, in their own enterprise, they have the latest and greatest features of all products available for them, and that's really great. Now the, the the big problem here is that that uh, throughout that cloud uh, uh, facing, we actually lift the the uh, a little bit of a problem in the IT departments of each of our clients. The 73 apps they have there that they need to do uh, uh, training on for each of the updates that are going out, they have no way of of solving that, and there's only one uh, that can help them do that. That's the partner. The partner needs to get into that uh, business. And as you say, uh, Rick, there's a great opportunity for be, uh, being a hero. Um, I, 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 I always say that, that you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm saddened by the way that the word legend has uh, uh, slowly uh, devalued from, from uh, meaning someone pulling a sword out of a stone to someone unexpectedly coming up with crisps. But I think that here's really uh, uh, in the in the original sense of the word, 
an opportunity for the partner to be elected. Yes, and thank you for that because if we look at 175 apps times, you know, an administrator's got to learn it, a manager's got to learn it, an end user has to learn it, it becomes a multiple of, of, uh, of, of learning opportunities for the partner. So I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us today on uh, Digital Adoption Talks. And hopefully, uh, AJ, will be catching up with you in the future to find out more about what's going on with Business Central. Thank you for the opportunity, Rick. Uh, Joachim, Rasmus, pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having us.